Section 9 of The Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James Carson. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 4, Section 9. The Lay of St. Cuthbert, or The Devil's Dinner Party, A Legend of the North Country, by Richard Harris Barham. Nobilis quidam, cui nomen Monsieur le Croc Chevalet, cum invitas et convivas et ora convivii iam instante et apparatu facto. Spe frustratus eset, excusantibus se convivis cur non compararent pro rupit iratus in haec verba. Veniat igitur omnes demones? Si nullus hominum mecum esse potest. Quad cum fieret et dominus et famuli et ancile a domo properantes, forte obliti, infantem in cunis jacentem secum non auferent, demones incipiunt commissari et vociferari prospicereque per fenestras formis ursorum, luporum filium et monstrare, pocula vino replata. Ah, iniquit pater ubi infans meus, vix cum hec dixisset, unus ex demonibus ulnis suis infandum ad fenestram gestat, etc. Chronicon de Bolton. It's in Bolton Hall, and the clock strikes one, and the roast meat's brown, and the boiled meat's done, and the barbecued sucking pigs crisped to a turn, and the pancakes are fried and beginning to burn. The fat stubble goose swims in gravy and juice, with a mustard and apple sauce ready for use. Fish, flesh, and fowl, and all of the best, want nothing but eating, they're already dressed. But where is the host, and where is the guest? Pantler and serving-man, henchman and page, stand sniffing the duck-stuffing, onion and sage, and the scullions and cooks with fidgety looks are grumbling and muttering and scowling as black, as cooks always do when the dinner's put back. For though the board's decked, and the napery, fair as the unsunned snowflake, is spread out with care, and the dais is furnished with stool and with chair, and plate of orfevrerie costly and rare, apostle spoons, salt cellar, all are there, and mess John in his place with his rubicund face, and his hands ready folded, prepared to say grace. Yet where is the host and his convive? Where? The scroop sits lonely in Bolton Hall, and he watches the dial that hangs by the wall. He watches the large hand, he watches the small, and he fidgets and looks, 
as cross as the cook's and he utters a word which will soften to zooks and he cries what on earth has become of them all what can delay de vaux and de say what makes sir gilbert de enfaville stay what's gone with points and sir reginald bray why are ralph euford and marney away and in oaks and de styles and lord marmaduke grey and de Roe and de doe poinings and vavasour where be they fitz walter fitz osbert fitz hugh and fitz john and the mandeville pere et fille father and son their cards said dinner precisely at one there's nothing i hate in the world like waiting it's a monstrous great bore when a gentleman feels a good appetite thus to be kept from his meals it's in bolton hall and the clock strikes two and the scullions and cooks are themselves in a stew and the kitchen-maids stand and don't know what to do for the rich plum-puddings are bursting their bags and the mutton and turnips are boiling to rags and the fish is all spoiled and the butter's all oiled and the soup's got cold in the silver tureen and there's nothing in short that is fit to be seen while sir guy lescroop continues to fume and to fret by himself in the tapestried room and still fidgets and looks more cross than the cooks and repeats that bad word which we've softened to zooks two o'clock's come and two o'clock's gone and the large and the small hands move steadily on still nobody's there no derues or declare to taste of the scroop's most delicate fare or to quaff off a health unto bolton's heir that nice little boy who sits in his chair some four years old and a few months to spare with his laughing blue eyes and his long curly hair now sucking his thumb and now munching his pear again sir guy the silence broke it's hard upon three it's just on the stroke come serve up the dinner a joke is a joke little he deems that stephen de hoque who his fun as the yankees say everywhere's pokes and is always a great deal too fond of his jokes has written a circular note to de noakes and de styles and de Roe and the rest of the folks one and all great and small who were asked to the hall to dine there and sup and wind up with a ball and had told all the party a great bouncing lie he cooked up that the fete was postponed sinai die the dear little curly-wigged heir of le scroope being taken alarmingly ill with the croup when the clock struck three and the page on his knee said and please you sir guy le scroope on a servi and the knight found the banquet hall empty and clear with nobody near to partake of his cheer he stamped and he stormed then his language oh dear 
twas awful to see and was awful to hear and he cried to the button-decked page at his knee who had told him so civilly on a servi ten thousand fiends seize them wherever they be the devil take them and the devil take thee and the devil may eat up the dinner for me in a terrible fume he bounced out of the room he bounced out of the house and page footman and groom bounced after their master for scarce had they heard of this left-handed grace the last finishing word ere the horn at the gate of the barbican tower was blown with a loud twenty trumpeter power and in rushed a troop of strange guests such a group as had ne'er before darkened the door of the scroop this looks like dessay yet it is not dessay and this is no tis not sir reginald bray this has somewhat the favour of marmaduke grey but stay where on earth did he get those long nails why they're claws then good gracious they've all of them tails that can't be devoe why his nose is a bill or i should say a beak and he can't keep it still is that poinings oh gemini look at his feet why they're absolute hooves is it gout or his corns that have crumpled them up so by jingo he's horns run run there's fitzwalter fitzhugh and fitzjohn and mandeville's pair and fille father and son and fitz osbert and ooford they've all got them on then their great saucer eyes it's the father of lies and his imps run 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 they're all fiends in disguise who've partly assumed with more sombre complexions the forms of sir guileless group's friends and connections and he at the top there that grim-looking elf run run that's the muckle-horned clutie himself and now what a din without and within for the courtyard is full of them how they begin to mop and to mow and to make faces and grin cock their tails up together like cows in hot weather and butt at each other all eating and drinking the viands and wine disappearing like winking and then such a lot as together had got master cabbage the steward who'd made a machine to calculate with and count noses i ween the cleverest thing of the kind ever seen declared when he'd made by the said machine's aid up what's now called the tottle of those he surveyed there were just how he proved it i cannot divine nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine exclusive of him who giant in limb and black as the crow they denominate jim with a tail like a bull and a head like a bear stands forth at the window and what holds he there which he hugs with such care and pokes out in the air and grasps as its limbs from each other he'd tear oh grief and despair i vow and declare it's le scroop's poor dear sweet little 
curly-wigged heir whom the nurse had forgot and left there in his chair alternately sucking his thumb and his pear what words can express the dismay and distress of sir guy when he found what a terrible mess his cursing and banning had now got him into that words which to use are a shame and a sin too had thus on their speaker recoiled and his male son placed in the hands of the devil's own pal his son he sobbed and he sighed and he screamed and he cried and behaved like a man that is mad or in liquor he tore his peaked beard and he dashed off his vicary stamped on the jay as though he were crazy and staggering about just as if he were hazy exclaimed fifty pounds a large sum in those times to the person whoever he may be that climbs to that window above there on a give and painted and brings down my curly we here sir guy fainted with many a moan and many a groan what with tweaks of the nose and some eau de cologne he revived reason once more remounted her throne or rather the instinct of nature to a treason to her in the scroop's case perhaps to save reason but what saw he then oh my goodness a sight enough to have banished his reason outright in that broad banquet hall the fiends one and all regardless of shriek or of squeak and of squall from one to another were tossing that small pretty curly-wigged boy as if playing at ball yet none of his friends or his vassals might dare to fly to the rescue or rush up the stair and bring down in safety his curly-wigged heir well a day well a day all he can say is but just so much trouble and time thrown away not a man can be tempted to join the melee even those cabalistic i promised to pay fifty pounds on demand have for once lost their sway and there the knight stands wringing his hands in his agony when on a sudden one ray of hope darts through his midriff his saint oh it's funny and almost absurd that it never occurred i the scroop's patron saint he's the man for my money saint who is he really i'm sadly to blame on my word i'm afraid i confess it with shame that i've almost forgot the good gentleman's name cutlet let me see cutbeard no cuthbert egad saint cuthbert of bolton i'm right he's the lad oh holy saint cuthbert if forebears of mine of myself i say little have knelt at thy shrine and have lashed their bare backs and no matter with twine oh list to the vow which i make to you now only snatch my poor little boy out of the row which that imp's kicking up with his fiendish bow-wow and his head like a bear and his tail like a cow bring him back here in safety perform but this task and i'll give oh i'll give you whatever you ask 
there is not a shrine in the county shall shine with a brilliancy half so resplendent as thine or have so many candles or look half so fine haste holy saint cuthbert then hasten in pity conceive his surprise when a strange voice replies it's a bargain but mine sir the best spermacetti say who's that voice who's that form by his side that old old grey man with his beard long and wide in his coarse palmer's weeds and his cockle and beads and how did he come did he walk did he ride oh none could determine oh none could decide the fact is i don't believe anyone tried for while every one stared with a dignified stride and without a word more he marched on before up a flight of stone steps and so through the front door to the banqueting hall that was on the first floor while the fiendish assembly were making a rare little shuttlecock there of the curly wigged air i wish gentle reader that you could have seen the pause that ensued when he stepped in between with his resolute air and his dignified mien and said in a tone most decided though mild come i'll trouble you just to hand over that child the demoniac crowd in an instant seemed cowed not one of the crew volunteered a reply all shrunk from the glance of that keen flashing eye save one horrid humph gruffin who seemed by his talk and the airs he assumed to be cock of the walk he quailed not before it but saucily met it and as saucily said don't you wish you may get it my goodness the look that the old palmer gave and his frown twas quite dreadful to witness why slave you rascal quoth he this language to me at once mr nicholas down on your knee and hand me that curly-wigged boy i command it come none of your nonsense you know i won't stand it old nicholas trembled he shook in his shoes and seemed half inclined but afraid to refuse well cuthbert said he if so it must be for you've had your own way from the first time i knew ye take your curly-wigged brat and much good may he do ye but i'll have in exchange here his eye flashed with rage that chap with the buttons he gave me the page come come the saint answered you very well know the young man's no more his than your own to bestow touch one button of his if you dare nick no no cut your stick sir come mizzle be off with you go the devil grew hot if i do i'll be shot and you come to that cuthbert i'll tell you what's what he has asked us to dine here and go we will not why you skinflint at least you may leave us the feast here we've come all the way from our brimstone abode ten million good leagues sir as ever you strode and the deuce of a luncheon we've had on the road go mizzle indeed 
mr saint who are you i should like to know go i'll be hanged if i do he invited us all we've a right here it's known that a baron may do what he likes with his own here asked mosudeus a slice of that beef now the mustard what have you got oh apple pie try it with custard the saint made a pause as uncertain because he knew nick is pretty well up in the laws and they might be on his side and then he'd such claws on the whole it was better he thought to retire with a curly-wigged boy he'd picked out of the fire and give up the victuals to retrace his path and to compromise spite of the member for bath so to old nick's appeal as he turned on his heel he replied well i'll leave you the mutton and veal and the soup a la reine and the sauce bachamel as the scroop did invite you to dinner i feel i can't well turn you out twould be hardly genteel but be moderate pray and remember thus much since you're treated as gentlemen show yourselves such and don't make it late but mind and go straight home to bed when you've finished and don't steal the plate nor wrench off the knocker or bell from the gate walk away like respectable devils in peace and don't lark with the watch or annoy the police having thus said his say that palmer gray took up little la scroop and walked coolly away while the demons all set up a hip hip hooray then fell tooth and nail on the victuals as they had been guests at guild hall upon lord mayor's day all scrambling and scuffling for what was before them no care for precedence or common decorum few ate more hearty than madame astarte and hecate considered the bells of the party between them was seated leviathan eager to do the polite and take wine with belfigure here was morbleu a french devil supping soup migre and there munching leeks davy jones of tredegar a welsh one who'd left the domains of ap morgan to follow the sea and next him demigorgon then pan with his pipes and fawns grinding the organ to mammon and belial and half a score dancers who'd joined with medusa to get up the lancers here's lucifer lying blind drunk with scotch ale while beelzebub's tying huge knots in his tail there's setibos storming because metaphistopheles gave him the lie said he'd blacken his eye and dashed in his face a whole cup of hot coffees ramping and roaring hiccuping snoring never was seen such a riot before in a gentleman's house or such profligate revelling at any soiree where they don't let the devil in hark as sure as fate the clock striking eight an hour which our ancestors called getting late 
when Nick, who by this time was rather late, rose up and addressed them. "'Tis full time,' he said, "'for all elderly devils to be in their bed. "'For my own part I mean to be jogging "'because I don't find myself now quite so young as I was. "'But, gentlemen, ere I depart from my post, "'I must call on you all for one bumper the toast, "'which I have to propose to our excellent host. "'Many thanks for his kind hospitality. "'May we also be able to set at our table.' himself and enjoy in a family way his good company downstairs at no distant day you'd i'm sure think me rude if i did not include in the toast my young friend there the curly-wigged heir he's in very good hands for you're all well aware that saint cuthbert has taken him under his care though i must not say bless why you'll easily guess may our curly-wigged friend's shadow never be less nick took off his heel-taps bowed smiled and with an air most graciously grim and vacated the chair of course the elite rose at once on their feet and followed their leader and beat a retreat when a skylarking imp took the president's seat and requesting that each would replenish his cup said where we have dined my boys there let us sup it was three in the morning before they broke up i scarcely need say sir guy didn't delay to fulfil his vow made to saint cuthbert or pay for the candles he'd promised or make light as day the shrine he assured him he'd render so gay in fact when the votaries came there to pray all said there was naught to compare with it nay for fear that the abbey might think he was shabby four brethren thenceforward to cleric to lay he ordained should take charge of a new-founded chantry with six marks apiece and some claims on the pantry in short the whole county declared through his bounty the abbey of bolton exhibited fresh scenes from any displayed since sir william de machines and cecily romelli came to this nation with william the norman and laid its foundation for the rest it is said and i know i have read in some chronicle whose has gone out of my head that what with these candles and other expenses which no man would go to if quite in his senses he reduced and brought low his property so that at last he'd not much of it left to bestow and that many years after that terrible feast sir guy in the abbey was living a priest and there in one thousand and something deceased it's supposed by this trick he bamboozled old nick and slipped through his fingers remarkably slick while as to young curlywig dear little soul would you know more of him you must look at the roll which records the dispute and the subsequent suit commenced in thirteen seventy five which took root in le groveneur's assuming the arms le scroop swore that none but his ancestors 
ever before in foray juiced battle or tournament war to wit on a prussian blue field a bendor while the gross veneur averred that his ancestors bore the same and scroop lied like a somebody tore off the simile so i can tell you no more till some a double s shall the fragment restore moral this legend sound maxims exemplifies for example first should anything tease you annoy or displease you remember what lily says animum reggae and as for that shocking bad habit of swearing in all good society voted past bearing eschew it and leave it to dustmen and mobs nor commit yourself much beyond zooks or obsbobs second when asked out to dine by a person of quality mind and observe the most strict punctuality for should you come late and make dinner wait and the victuals get cold you'll incur sure as fate the master's displeasure the mistress's hate and though both may perhaps be too well-bred to swear they'll heartily wish you i will not say where third look well to your maid-servants say you expect them to see to the children and not to neglect them and if you're a widower just throw a cursory glance in at times when you go near the nursery perhaps it's as well to keep children from plums and from pears in the season and sucking their thumbs fourth to sum up the whole with a saw of much use be just and be generous don't be profuse pay the debts that you owe keep your word to your friends but don't set your candles alight at both ends for of this be assured if you go it too fast you'll be dished like sir guy and like him perhaps die a poor old half-starved country parson at last end of section nine recording by james carson